Welcome, everyone, to the eighth episode of Metaphysical Musings. If you know much about metaphysical school and my penchant for numbers, you're probably aware that no, the eight is my favorite number. And so I'm really excited that we have eight episodes of Metaphysical Musings. My name is Tina Dubois, and I'm your host for the show, the founder of Metaphysical School, a crystal and sound healing facilitator, as well as a teacher and student of various metaphysical topics. In today's show, I'm super excited to interview Miriam Cunha, the creator of Trans Vibrating and one of our fabulous metaphysical school faculty. Today, we're going to access our multidimensional selves with the Mayan Tzolkin. Miriam will help you understand the deep ancient Mayan knowledge of time and the keys that open the doors to know who we really are. We're going to learn how the Tolkien calendar or oracle codes are keys to understanding our mission on earth and the learning we all signed up for to be a part of the moment of deep transformation for the planet. Miriam will share how these Mayan archetypes and symbols help us to access our ancestral memory and to get in sync with our cosmic journeys as surfers of the Zigwia, and we're gonna explain what that means, <laughs> thus awakening to other realities and dimensions of ourselves. Let's bring Miriam onto the show. Oh, oh hello, hello, Tina. Miriam. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait to, to get into what we're going to share today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and hello everyone, wherever you are in the planet. <laughs> Beautiful. Now that you're here, I'd like to share more of an introduction for you. As I mentioned earlier, Miriam is the creator of Trans Vibrating, a spiritual healing journey to transmute, transform, and transcend to higher frequencies. I love that you put it that way. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Miriam has been awakened to the esoteric since she was a child and dedicated her life to the study and practice of different philosophical, theological, esoteric, and spiritual arts. Her journey has awakened her inner shaman, which led her to become a facilitator of different healing arts and transformative experiences. She is a Reiki master, a laughter yoga facilitator, tarot and Mayan oracle reader and researcher, a metaphysics and sacred geometry expert, which is how I found her <laughs> as a faculty member. She is an energy sound color therapist, graphic artist, crafter, musician, and arts performer. She really does do everything. <laughs> she also hosts a weekly show on her YouTube channel where she interviews different holistic practitioners, psychics, and awakened people and shares information about the different paths of human physical, emotional, and spiritual evolution. I'm going to share where you can find um, Miriam's YouTube channel in a bit, but if you uh, venture over there, you might find uh, me on a couple of the episodes too, because Miriam and I are good friends, and we've done a couple of things together. Also, as mentioned, Miriam was, is one of our fabulous faculty members at Metaphysical School. She's shared with us a video course on numerology, the power of numbers. Like I said, she knows so much. She has such a wide range of knowledge and wisdom. And she's also participated in our Intuitive Awakening Masterclass, where she shared her wisdom in three webinars 
including awakening as a seeker, awakening as a seer, as well as the intuitive awakening Q&A. Thank you again so much, Miriam, for joining us. Let's dive right in and start exploring our multidimensional selves with the Mayan Zulkin. Thank you so much, Dean, Tina, and for all the work that you've been doing for for the cause, <laughs> the big cause of awakening, because it is amazing how much you have accomplished, and I'm really proud of be part of, to be part of it, honored. So let's. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. I kind of feel like, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, that the planet is really going through this consciousness consciousness shift and this big transformative. Um, shift that's happening and you know things like metaphysical school and your YouTube channel and all of these practitioners and esoteric and metaphysical experts are like coming out of the shadows and sharing our wisdom to help that along do you agree I, I totally agree I've been always wanting to, to to be more constant on YouTube but this last year it was like you have to do it now <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> let's you do it. this push, right? Like this calling. You can't wait any longer. You have to start going, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then time is doing like we we have been tricked because uh, we look we adjust our clocks through the internet, and the internet has been adjusted behind the scenes by the system, and we don't know that we are actually counting with less hours than we used to count before. So that's why everything seems to be so fast and we don't have time to do things we used to have time before. It's just because we're compressing time. The time is not linear. It's it's like, a, like a, what can I say, multidimensional spirals. So all of this, we're, it's kind of like we're getting into the center of the spiral. Even our position as a solar system on the galaxy changed. And I, I know because I used to stare at a galaxy map when I was younger. And when we, we were at the edge of the Milky Way, the, the solar system, and now you look where we are, we're, we're almost halfway through in, going in. <laughs> this all these little things that we don't notice because we're distracted with making a living and all these things we have to do here. Yeah, the, the 4D life, right? The 4D life, the 3D and 4, yeah. Nice. Okay, shall we bring up some slides and go through accessing our multidimensional self with the Maya Vulcan? Yeah, that would be good because it's it's a lot of material and I'll try to cover as much as I can, but it's very complex and don't expect to get it all in, in one hour, but at least we'll get an yeah. idea of, of how it works and how There's it There's only so much we can get through. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such an extensive field of knowledge for sure. Okay, let's bring up our slides. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, uh, take it away, Mary. <laughs> well, for this slide, I just like to mention that I love the artist who made this spiral. So in the center, you have the image of Hunabku, which is one of the gods, the Mayan uh, worship. And 
that was the, the god of the center of the galaxy. So we're going to go through more of this on other slides. And now we have uh, just a brief of, because the Mayans used different kinds of calendars, and I'm going to mention those three calendars because those worked simultaneously. The long count, which was 360 days, long periods of time. The Zolkin, which is the sacred spiritual calendar, and it's a calendar of 260 days, which is the number of days of Venus. And the Haab, which is the 365 days, which was the civil time. And they're all based on a 20-count system. So even the Haab, it uh, counts with 13 months or moons <laughs> plus one day. And they all are harmonic, like the picture you see there, because it's got the wheels that turn into each other and making different combinations, which are combinations of an archetype and a number frequency. And that's... So I have a question. Any day of the year, according to the Mayan calendars, could have could be three different days then. It could be a specific day in the long count, the Tolkien and the Hahab calendar, correct? Uh, not exactly three different days, but a combination, a combination of all of that, because the long count will have one archetype and then the Tolkien, a different archetype, guided by the other four archetypes. So it's all, always a combination. Like so it, much interconnected, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And that's why it's multi-layered, multi-dimensional, because you can't think about that as a as a linear, a linear thing. You know, it's <laughs> revolving. And this is a picture I found that uh, it's very cool because Hunabku, which is actually my necklace here, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> but now that you mention it, I. I totally see it, the butterfly. I get it. Yeah. So they they also used to mention it as a, the galactic butterfly, god of the sky and the sun. And in my opinion of what I've learned so far, this is the map of our galaxy. So it's the yin and yang, which is the same thing. And other cultures picture it in a different way, but related to the same thing, this spiral of our galaxy. That's the symbol in the middle, right? So there's the there's the dark blue and the light blue and they're you know spiraling around each other. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. It could be black and white too. This is just a, an art somebody made made it blue, but it's usually carved on stones there in the Mayan ruins. <laughs> nice. And are there usually um are there, is it usually so linear? Like this, I, I I can see in the image that there are like radial lines, right? And then the spiral are kind of rectangular shapes kind of spiraling around each other. Is it, is it usually depicted in such, in like a kind of linear, but also spiral way? We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the next slide. If you can change that, there's like, uh, there is another, there you go. So the, the original one is the one with the white background. That's how yeah. they used to carve it on stones. So you well, see. I was ahead of myself. <laughs> it was like I intuitively knew what was going to be next. Yeah. <laughs> I must 
the question. That's awesome. Beautiful. And then uh, another more modern approach of the of the same design, which which is, is it the me? or does it look like the it does it look like antennae coming out of the four corners like the the butterfly? Antennae? Yeah, the, that's why they they call it a galactic butterfly, which is actually four quadrants, right? So the it's like a. If you think about a uh, mat, the X is Y and X, but with four quadrants mm -hmm. and negative and positive there is the true mat. We can understand a lot of the universe. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was a lot of math also on this calendar. So nice. I kind of feel like I want to know what that, what all that is. I want to know what all of the like pieces of this, symbol mean because like you i'm big into sacred geometry and i'm big into symbolism and now i want to now i want to know more thank you for <laughs> introducing this symbol to me because i kind of feel like a deep dive into that is coming up yeah this is a, an amazing symbol because well you know that all the symbols and they are like archetypes they carry a message like uh, in magic we call sigils you can create your own symbol embedded with your intention so this is the symbol of the intention of the whole, the whole creation of the galaxy and all its its quadrants and the different kinds of tribes that inhabit this galaxy which are represented here on earth too so we can actually see uh see the galaxy there now <laughs> i put the galaxy because you can actually make a connection between that symbol and the galaxy. This is our galaxy. It's the Milky Way. And uh, on the other side, you have the 21 galactic archetypes. Uh, the picture is not very uh, clear for to see in the details, but we'll see later on other pictures more It shows detailed. a really good representation of how the 21 galactic archetypes are their quadrants. Well... There's, yeah, there so, you know, there's a northeast, south, and west, and then there's a center. Exactly, well. exactly. Yeah. And so you have twenty main uh, archetypes, and the one which is Hunabuku, it's the center. Nice. It's the green one there. Yeah. And this this uh, idea, multidimensional creation, is represented in different ways. Because you can see it on uh, on this way, but then you can see it pictured in another way. We're going to see on another slide, and it's all the same thing. So we can see the next slide that will have another approach of the same idea. So uh, I don't know if people can see my mouse here, but I'm pointing to the center of the picture here. Right here. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the same idea of the galaxy and Hunabku and in relation to God and our abilities of telepathy and instinct together and the correlation with earth. So my my insights about that, the main insights about my study have been realizing that time is not linear. The time I share that. I share that with you. <laughs> and, 
And, and it's, it's such an abstract concept, right? Because it's like, okay, it's not linear. Oh, how is it? So? <laughs> well, I kind of explain it like while our consciousness is in a physical container, like, meaning our bodies, and our, our bodies, our physical containers go through linear time, that's kind of how our minds and our consciousness perceives time. But once we're not limited to our physical containers anymore and we're pure consciousness then consciousness is atemporal that it there there is no time time is not linear it's just it's not linear and it's fluid and like liquid like a galactic gold liquid gold <laughs> and that's where the the surfers of the Zuvuya, surfers of time, surf through the waves of time because they are flexible and fluid. And so we're all surfers of Zuvuya then? We are all, yes. It's just that we immersed our consciousness into a very dense quadrant of the galaxy <laughs> and we forgot about the rest of who we are because we're we identified ourselves so much with the physical body we started thinking oh we are the we this is who i am who i look at the mirror and my profession is who i am and so all this uh, maya it's uh, not Mayan the Mayans, but the Maya veils of illusion, right? That we identified ourselves to experience another learning. And now we're actually unveiling all of this, <laughs> remembering who we are truly and what time really is. So time, time uh, another one. So time can't be measured like space is measured and the evolution of time as consciousness, it's more like time is art, it's creation. We're creating at the present moment everything that there is. <laughs> and everything is happening at the same time, which is now. That's another concept because we've been, and I've, I've also thought that we had past lives and future lives. But when you start realizing that everything is happening now, all this future don't mean anything. They, they're, they don't know. It's, everything is still happening right now. And I started gaining consciousness about that last year with uh, uh, remembering astral travels of different life experiences, but they were all happening at this. They are still happening at the same time. So our consciousness is capable of focusing on other experiences. And that's what, that's what time travel is is the focus on the other experiences that are existing at the same time. And, okay, so Tolkien, and the Tolkien, it's itself. It's a map of the galactic DNA code of all the creation in this matrix. <laughs> this is this is huge, and that's why it takes... There's so much <laughs> in that one sentence. It's the one definition. Yeah, so... We're going to move on now and see this. I put it there because although I, I've heard feedback that it's difficult to understand what a fractal is, and people, when they hear math fractal, they close their mind and they don't want to understand <laughs> anymore what it is. But it's not difficult. So when you, you see the hand there, Every hand, every finger of the hand has another hand coming out of it, and the other little fingers also have another hand, and that's a pattern. 
And this pattern, you can actually see it everywhere, the trees, the animals. So as it, uh, it's got a DNA code and it's going to create that same pattern over and over and over outside and inside. <laughs> and uh, that's what this Mandelbrot fractal idea is, because no matter how, how much you go inside each little piece of the fractal, it will be the same pattern. <laughs> and the pattern keeps expanding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this Just as an aside, the, mm. the image of the hand where there are five fingers and then at the end of each finger, another hand, uh, that is included in the, um, the movie Doctor Strange. In case any of you are Marvel movie fans like I am, <laughs> that, exact, that exact image. Yeah. And because it's Marvel, it's like, you know, it's, it's quite cinematic and it's, you know, it's quite, you know, beautifully computer generated. But that, that, you know, image of the hand and the fractal, that's, that's in Doctor Strange. In case, you know, you want to see a, a beautiful representation of what that, what, you know, fractal creation and infinite patterns is, you can go see that in Doctor Strange. <laughs> And is that like an, an animated you can see coming out? Or? It, it's completely CG. So wow. in the scene, you know, Doctor Strange is, is having a very surreal experience and he's looking at his hand and what's happening is that his, his hand is, um, is emerging. Like the pattern, the infinite pattern of his hand is emerging at the end of his fingers and, and continues on. So, um, yeah, it's, when I so when I saw the image, I was like, "Oh my God, that's in Doctor Strange!" So I just thought, it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and on that concept of a fractal, we can say that our consciousness is a fractal of God's yes. consciousness. Yeah. In one of my metaphysical musings episodes, I think it's episode six. I want to say, I I talk about my six keys of consciousness, and one of them is that consciousness is fractal, that we're just a, like, we're just an infinite pattern of consciousnesses. So for example, downstream of our, you know, body conscious, you could think of your eye having a consciousness or your cell having a consciousness. Yes. Um, and yes. then going above that, we are a fractal of the planet of Gaia's consciousness because we're part of her. And then Gaia is a is a fractal is a part of the you know the solar system consciousness and then the galactic consciousness so <laughs> consciousness is just like you said fractals that were just infinite patterns just yeah, like, uh, like uh, well, <laughs> the awareness of that uh, that you were saying it's very important because that actually makes us realize that everything we are creating has an effect on on Places we can even can even imagine because everything is connected, right? That's right. Everything is connected. Uh, ripples of, of of fractal effects of our consciousness. Ah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so big. It makes it. You know, a lot of people talk about feeling so small when they look up at the stars, but you know, when you think about consciousness fractals, it kind of makes you feel the same way. <laughs> like, it, it really makes you feel small. <laughs> but yet connected to everything because we're just one pattern in an infinite pattern of fractal. 
I think we only think feel small if we feel disconnected, because if you have that connection with everything, you're nothing but not no small at all. <laughs> you're like you know connected, and then you started you start looking at other layers of yourself that are manifested in different experiences. And would this be one interpretation of the multidimensional self that? We're a we're a fractal, like a fract. I want to say a fractal size. Size doesn't really cover it, but you know, like we're a fractal piece, and then you know, there's all this below and all this above, and therefore, multidimensional. Yeah, and with the capacity of changing the pattern of flow of that fractal as we go. Nice. So okay, that sounds like a really big topic right there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll move on to the next image. And here is a representation of the Zolkin with in, in like in a flat linear way, but you have to think about it as a multi-dimensional thing. <laughs> so this is a combination of the 20 archetypes, which are the symbols, the colored symbols on the left column, the first the first column there and 13 numbers. And how it goes here is that the, the Mayans represented their numbers with dots and bars. And uh, one dot is one, of course, and two and three and four. Five is a bar. So when you have a, a bar and a dot, it's six. Then you have seven with two dots, eight, nine, ten, two bars. 11, two bars and a dot, and it goes until 13, as you can see on the second column, because you have the Mayan number there and the, and our regular numbers, but our regular numbers are going continuously all the way until 260, which is the total of combinations. And the Mayan numbers are representing the waves of 13, which they consider the... the the waves that we surf, <laughs> and it's a fractal. Those waves are the fractal we're using on this galaxy. It's a it's a wave, <laughs> like a spiral, like a the golden. Uh, how do you call that? The golden ratio. Map? Yes, the golden ratio. So it's a, it's a wave. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you, okay, so you have the first wave there goes until thirteen on the Mayan calendar, and another wave starts right after that, goes until thirteen, and it, so it goes on like this. And there are twenty waves because there are twenty symbols. There are twenty waves of thirteen, and the green spaces there are portals days. So every day. When we correlate this to our Gregorian calendar, we know which combination day we are. So right now, I'm going to get to that at the end, but uh, we are on, uh, okay, we're on the yellow star number 11, and we're in the middle of the column, reaching the middle of the <laughs> of the. Zolkin, which is when we get the closest contact with Hunabku. So every 260 days, we get a closer contact with Hunabku passing through that, which is in two days from today. So today, <laughs> in case you're wondering and you're not watching this live, today is April 
21st, 2021. And what you're saying is in two days, so on April 23rd, will be the closest we come to Hunabku, correct? Yes, correct. Cool. And, and because this is a, a fractal, let, uh, imagine this same uh, entrance to the center happening in different dimensions, bigger and smaller. So right now we're getting we're getting a synchronicity of the year we've been going through since June, July last year, and a smaller wave we're going through entering the center. So it is very powerful, but I'm going to explain more about that at the end because that's uh, how I want to explain at the end, end this by telling you guys how this energy is is getting to us <laughs> this week. I feel like this is there's so much that we're really going to need a video course at metaphysical school all on the Tolkien calendar. So that we can dive deeper into all of the things that we're talking about today. Um, I totally agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will be a thing that's coming in the future. That would be lovely. Thank um, you for making me decide because I'm a Libra and I have this like, oh, should I do this and that? And that? Well, I know we talked about, we also talked about making a video course on sigils, which will be amazing. I, I think there's, so much that we can explore in, you know, the, all of the different be... topics that that you're an expert in. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. I think this should be the first. Well, I don't know. Let, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Moving on. <laughs> all right. So here's a, a quick representation of the turtle and the 13 moons and the 28 days. <laughs> so... Our turtles have on their, uh, how do you say, cover, no, their hard shell, uh, 13 divisions of the bigger divisions are 13. And the around, that's in the center, right? So yeah. in, in the center. And then I'm, I'm explaining kind of what the image looks like for those who are listening to the um, episode rather than watching it. So the 13 pieces are in the center of the shell. And then there are 28 pieces surrounding the center. That's correct. And uh, and around the outside, the edge, you have 28, which is the 28 days of a moon month, right? So 13 months of 28 days, which equals 364 days, plus one day, which the minds consider it as the day of rest, party day. Uh, is this also the day out of time or is that yes yes cool i know something (laughs) i've listened to you speak when when community calls and whatnot and and, you know posts that you share in the community i i read (laughs) those. so yeah the day out of time let's take some time and party (laughs) it's the link in between one cycle and the other so we're going to move on now and see what else. Oh, this- my. Okay. I'm going to try to make this much bigger. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry about trying to figure out all of this, but this is just like a representation of the whole year with the 13 moons and the combination. So this actually changes every year, 
because uh, this one is uh, from 2011. So that's how the year was all uh, with the, all the combinations. And every year it changes to a different combination because this is a continuous uh, sequence of combinations, right? And there are other little uh, maps on be below, which I actually have it on another slide bigger. So, okay, so this is a correlation of the Zolkin pattern with our human bodies. And every. Oh, like the homunculus. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> the, the monkey? <laughs> is 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 um how there's the representation of the whole body in certain body parts like the hands the feet the ears and they're used for um acupressure points to you know you can use a point on your hand or your ear your foot um to access another part of your body or reflexology also uses the homunculus also there's a homunculus um in your brain, um, which uh, <laughs> makes me very happy. I have a degree in neuroscience, so um, <laughs> so there's a homunculus on your brain. There's also one on your tongue. Um, they're they're kind of everywhere. Like these these access points on certain body points, uh, certain body parts, where you can access other points in the body. And another proof that we're fractals and have. Yes, uh, exactly, exactly. So this applies to our human body and to the planet grid we're going to see later. So here you have each one of the archetypes is one of the fingers and one of the toes. So you have 10, 20, 20 archetypes. And the the center of, of the column that's all connected to Hunabku, that's the middle path. <laughs> so The center gonna, column. So, oh, that's like... That's like the center line of your body. Yeah, right? yeah, where the chakras are. So all, all I, was the just gonna say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. So the, where our chakras are energy centers mm -hmm. connect to Hunamku as well. Yes, yes. yes. And that's why it's said on the, on the East, uh, I'm saying right, Eastern philosophy, Hindu philosophy, that we have to mm -hmm. awaken our Kundalini. Meaning, connect all the dots, <laughs> connect to the source, right? Keep it there, and uh, also these archetypes are related to each one of the planets of our solar system, as you can see the the name of the planets besides the twenty symbols there. Cool. I had no idea. I I should have. I should know, but like how interconnected everything is, right? Like our chakras and the kundalini and our homunculi, I'm going to say, <laughs> plural for homunculus, but also so, even greater than that, right? Greater fractals is like our body parts are connected to our planetary system as well because, you know, again, fractals. And one way you can uh, uh, get uh, like insights from this, uh, for example, if you have an issue with one of your toenails. <laughs> For example, let's say you have an issue with your left toenail, then it's an issue with the uh, eagle. That's the eagle symbol there. The eagle represents your inner vision, your intuition. And the, the right toenail is the serpent, which is the kundalini, the sexual energy. And, and 
So every symbol is on one of the toes or fingers. And if you have an issue there or with one of the meridians, you can actually find out what consciousness issues you're having, right? <laughs> Because those are more archetypes of consciousness, more right. at a consciousness level. So your homunculus goes beyond, you know, their, your hand, for example, you know, a piece of your hand represents your kidney or another part of your hand represents your spine. It goes mm -hmm. beyond that, that a piece of your hand represents a certain spiritual, mental or emotional aspect of yourself as well. So, you know, your hands and feet are really great diagnostics, you could say, of yeah. your, your other three bodies beyond your physical body, your uh, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies as well. Yes. Yeah, this study here is more about your consciousness, about your learning journey here, because it's not that we are only one symbol, but we our consciousness is focused on one symbol, the one that of the day you were born, and then you go through different things as you go along the years. Every year you go through a different one, a pattern, a fractal of it, and and then you can actually get signals of what part of your consciousness needs to learn something. If you're having an issue with one of the fingers or the feet or issues with people as well, because in your family, you have people that are focused on one of the archetypes for learning. And sometimes we clash because reds clash with blues and yellows clash with, with, with whites. And then you have the, the friend ones very very good friends are the blues and yellows and the reds and whites and the other combination which is white and blue it's a surprise uh, surprise relationship as well as yellow and reds so when you when you meet someone and you know their date of birth you can find out what's What are they doing here? <laughs> What are they learning? And if this learning clashes with yours or not, or you got to try to actually balance that out. Because when you balance two clashing energies of consciousness, you actually get a lot of power because <laughs> it's, it's, it's harmonizing the yin and yang. Nice. There's so much depth to this, like just so much. I feel like we could probably talk about this for hours and hours. <laughs> Here, this is related to the planet. I'm not going to go much in depth into that because there's a lot there. Every every part of the planet is guided by one of these archetypes. And we are under the monkey the, here, the monkey. So where we are is um, British Columbia, Canada, both yes. um, Miriam and myself. We're both in, yeah. we're both in BC. So. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be, right? We're, you know, the magic of technology. We could be on, you know, opposite ends of the world. But we're in the monkey. Can you tell us a little bit about the archetype of the monkey? The monkey is that, uh, that character that plays with illusions. You know, that it's always playing and then you don't see and he's already got something from you and is playing very playful. So that matches with Hollywood being under the monkey and all the entertainment industry of the United States, all the illusion. So we're, we're on under the monkey learning about illusions and entertainment and being playful. <laughs> 
and magic because the monkey is also magic, like real magic. Nice. So we're going to move on. And this is the representation of the same uh, calendar in a bigger fractal of the 26,000 years of history the planet has gone through. And we're on the last beat of it on the right side bottom, passing, finishing a big cycle right now. <laughs> but let's say if in, a, if in the center of the galaxy, this is a few days, we went through it in 26,000 years because of the fractality of time. But that's where we are. We're finishing this big, big, big cycle right now and going through everything in small beats, all condensed at the same time. <laughs> so, wow. And like I said, there's just so much depth. <laughs> so much depth <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this image because there's so much information on it. Yeah, I'll just uh, think about the, the same picture of the Zolkin, but every square, every archetype combination was one part of history of those 26,000 years of our history. And that goes beyond the history, the official history that's... <laughs> They say we are we were just cavemen, but in reality we had other civilizations here that yes. were very advanced. But let's move on and look at the Zolkin. I put it again there so that we remember the Zolkin how it looks, and we're going to move on again. And this is a wave. I was talking about the wave mm -hmm. from one to thirteen. So there are twenty waves. And each number has a frequency as in numerology as well. The number one is the magnetic frequency, is the beginning of everything. It attracts the opportunity for the experience to happen. So it magnetic attracts. Number two, it's the challenge of the wave. So every wave has a goal, an objective, which is what we attract to learn. Number two, it's the challenge that we have to overcome to be able to navigate that wave, to serve the wave. Number three is how we are serving others during this process of learning, is the electrical uh, frequency. Number four is the self-existing frequency, is the first physical shape. So it's how we shape that reality we are experiencing. Number five is how we are in full command of this uh, learning, <laughs> this journey. Number six is where we find balance during the journey because we have our ups and downs. If you need to balance yourself again, you tap into your number six. Number seven is our capacity to challenge a certain thing that will depend on the archetype that is there on your wave. Number eight is the integrity point of the experience is when you reach the galactic frequency. Number nine is the activation of your learning. It activates everything you've been going through and manifests into number 10. So 10 is the manifestation. And 11 is the frequency of letting go because we tend to get attached to our experiences and we need a frequency that will let go of everything. And 11 is the frequency 
of letting go. That's why we started this amazing process a years ago with the Portal 1111, letting go of old stuff so that we could move on. And 12, it's the frequency of collaboration. That's where our spiritual guides tap in and help us with the journey. And 13 is the transcending frequency of the whole learning, the link in between the end of this wave and the beginning of the next wave. <laughs> so how do you figure out which galactic tone uh, someone might be? You have to do the correlation of your birthday on the Gregorian calendar and the Mayan calendar, Zokin. For example, I, I was born on a number six day with the blue hand. So I came here to learn about accomplishing and organizing and healing with the hands, doing things with the hands in a rhythmic way. So I'm myself, I find balance on my process through my own accomplishment of things and doing things. <laughs> and that keeps me busy because I'm always finding something to do. <laughs> and it's knowledge as well. Uh, the blue hand represents uh, healing, blue no uh, healing knowledge and organization and accomplishment. Yeah, so I was born on that day of a wave that it's the white wind wave. So I am here to learn about communication. <laughs> and actually this year after my birthday in September, last September, I started going through the cosmic white wind, which is I'm transcending what I came here to learn this year, transcending true communication. So that's why I was told, do you have to do your YouTube channel now? <laughs> Yeah. And it's all about communicating and keeping busy and creating, right? Yeah. So that's the, the wave. And my challenge is the, the night. The night is dreams and astral travel abundance because when you connect with, with uh, the astral travel consciousness and awakening dreams, you realize the universe is abundant. And that's my challenge. <laughs> nice. So let's move on into the next picture and see. Those are the 20 Zolkin symbols, the, more the way the Mayans used to picture them because there are several uh, ways of making that design. There are more modern ways nowadays, but the, this is more like they used to carve it there. And the first, dra the first one is the dragon. The red dragon represents the mother, the birth, the beginning of everything coming from the dragon. The number two, it's the white wind. So we're going to the right. The white wind, it's the communication of the spirit, the wind. And then it comes the night and uh, gives you the dreams that are going to become reality and the navigation through this liquid cosmos. And number four is the yellow seed. So this also represents the creation of the galaxy. So the dragon started everything and sent the communication through the wind. And then the dreams started about how everything was going to be. And the seed was planted, which is the number four. And number five is the red serpent, which is the 
sexual energy and the instinct of survival coming from this uh, process of creation. And number uh, six is death, which is the radical transformation, the connection, the, the link between worlds. So this becomes physical and the hand comes and accomplishes and heals things, organizes and brings knowledge. Then the yellow a star is the next one. It uh, brings beauty, art, elegance, creation, creativity. And then the red moon brings the purification of emotions. This is a, a water element there. And the next one is unconditional love. So to reach unconditional love, you have to first purify your emotions. And then after the dog comes the blue monkey. Then you're ready to play with illusion and have fun. And then the next one is the yellow human, which is freedom, free will. So no, you know how to use your freedom and your free will, and you understand you're free. And then you actually start contacting with the sky, the red skywalkers contact with, with the other beings from the sky and exploring different places and ideas. And then the white wizard is when you understand that time is now. <laughs> the, the White wizard is time as the presence, the wisdom of the now. Blue eagle, it's our awakening of our inner vision, our pituitarian gland, our intuition as well. And then we become the warriors, having no fear to face situations. And then the earth evolves and moves. That's the next one. And then the white mirror reflects the whole process to the universe, <laughs> and then the blue storm comes and teaches how to self-generate our own energy so that we become enlightened, and that's the last one, the sun. <laughs> wow, that's such a beautiful story. <laughs> yes, I feel, like, I feel like the story of this, like through the symbols, is quite a really cool way to learn about the Tolkien symbols is through the story of the symbols and how, you know, you progress from the beginning, the red dragon to enlightenment, the yellow sun. Exactly. And that's the alpha and omega. And, and when I was looking into the map of the world, the red dragon is where the middle Eastern is. The, so everything started there and Europe, it's the yellow sun and it's where illuminism started lots of the ideas. And so that's where it's going to end the whole process. <laughs> nice. I kind of also had, I, I felt reflections of the story as you were going through it to um, the journey of the fool in tarot. So do you, like, <laughs> okay, I hit on something. <laughs> so do you kind of, like you're, you're, you know quite a bit about both the Mayan, um, Mayan archetypes and tarot. Do you also see um, reflections in both of those systems? Yes, yes, yes. I think we're talking about the same archetypes in a different shape. And uh, 52, which is a number of uh, the, the minor, the, the small cards, I forgot the name, uh, not the minor arcana. The minor arcanas, yeah. So 52, it's the number of years in the Mayan Zolkin that we fulfill the, an entire cycle of our lives. 
And at 52, we start all over again from where we were born with a different consciousness. <laughs> so Beautiful. I love how everything in metaphysics is relatable to something else, right? Like it's so connected. Everything in metaphysics is so interconnected. It's almost like if, if uh, the creator of this galaxy said, okay, let's have fun. We're going to spread knowledge into pieces everywhere and you got to put it together. <laughs> And so, right. so yes. if if you We're stay <laughs> if you if you stay in a you know like lots of people get one thing okay this is the absolute truth you're never gonna see the other pieces and the bigger picture so you got to be flexible and connect the pieces so, which is why as a seeker which you know my definition is someone who seeks truth and wisdom. It's really wonderful to be open to all of these different systems, right? Because you can't learn everything from one piece. You have to learn pieces of everything and then learn how they all interconnect. And the more you do that, the more pieces of the puzzle you have and the more you learn about how things really are. I had a funny thought about that. It's like if we thought, okay, my right finger is the absolute truth. <laughs> And then we ignore the rest of the body <laughs> and everything is connected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is why, you know, metaphysical school teaches all of the things, all of the things. We organize metaphysical information and knowledge into eight core subjects and, you know, pull pieces from all of the different systems. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's move on into the next. And this is all the waves there are in their quadrants. So remember that first picture of Hunabku? So those are the quadrants, and the center of the Hunabku is the green castle there. So there are castles, and each one of us has been born here, focusing our consciousness in one of those waves for life, then we go through different waves every year, and that happens with our planet as well. So we're going through uh, a wave for the planet that started last July and ends this next July, <laughs> which is the wave uh, that has us a challenge, the blue storm. <laughs> the blue storm is our challenge. So we're having a storm challenge for the whole year until July. And then this week, we're going through the same wave for the 13 days. So we're doubling that. We're actually experiencing in 13 days everything that we experienced so far the whole year condensed in those 13 days this week. <laughs> that seems heavy. <laughs> yes, yes. In case anybody's having a, a difficult you know, energetic week, you know, there's a lot going on right now. Did you, did you see the Schumann resonance charts this week? <laughs> no. Are they like super high? Yes. yes. Wow. It, it, wow. It was something like, holy smokes, no wonder. Anyway, that's why we're surfing now. So let's move on into the next one. And this is uh, two charts that actually tells keywords about, uh, the archetypes on the right side and keywords about the 13 frequency numbers. So 
let's say, for example, the blue storm, which is the year we're going through in the planet, is the number 19 on the right side chart on the bottom. Keywords for that are catalyzed energy, and the the input is not really input, but it's it's the matrix and this self-generation. So we're learning with this blue storm challenge that we are the ones who need to self-generate our own energy. <laughs> That's the big learning for the whole planet. It's not depending on the system or anything or anybody to generate your own energy, but yourself learning how you can actually catalyze the energy. And that's where we're going through. <laughs> so Beautiful. I think we all need to learn that on some level, right? Like not to pull energy from other people or from situations is just to be able to be independent and be able to, you know, create our own when we need it. Exactly. Exactly. So let's move on to the next one. And that is the year that I was talking, uh, the blue lunar storm. And as you can see, this representation of the blue storm, the blue storm is in the middle there. And every day we have the middle, the main uh, uh, character there, the main, uh, I forgot the name, archetype. Symbol? Archetype, so the main, main symbol. And then it's guided by the, another four, another blue, another yellow and the white and uh, uh, red. So the bl lunar blue storm, which is the combination symbol of what we're going through as a planet since last year. And this week as a wave, it's guided by the night, which is abundance, bringing abundance to the self-generation of energy guided by the enlightenment of the sun, guided by the communication of the spirit, and challenged by the purification of emotions of the moon. So well, in case anyone else is feeling overwhelmed, <laughs> yeah. there's just so much. There's so much information in, in the Mayan Tolkien, and there is really no end to how deep you can go with this system, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So let's go see the next one. I think that's the wave. Yeah. So that's the wave we're going through the year and this week. <laughs> as as I said, the fractal. So we're going through a condensed time of the same thing we're going through the year in the planet. And the wave, the the goal, the objective of learning is reflection, meditation. And the challenge is, okay, how am I going to self-generate my own energy and still have fun with it and be playful? And how am I serving others with this process? I'm planting the seeds of enlightenment. And how am I shaping this reality? I'm letting everything evolve and move to a new beginning, a new start. It's giving birth. And how I am in full command of this process through my heart and communicating from the heart. And where do I find balance through this process? I think this is a very important point. It's through dreams and abundance. So actually, that's why in my process, I've been feeling a lot of need to sleep and to go and astral travel. 
it's like I have more there than here. And seven is uh, how are we channeling this process? We're channeling courage to be the warriors that are planting these seeds to flourish in the integrity of uh, purifying our emotions so that we awaken our kundalini and activate the communication of a radical transformation, which manifests as the upper one, the blue one, manifests into the awakening of our inner vision on how we accomplish and heal everything and organize everything. And we're letting go of the past through being creative. And I see that on people. People are creating new ways of doing things because they can't do it the way it was before. So they're being very creative and creating beauty. And that's how we're letting go of the past, of the old ways, of the old system. And 12, it's how our spiritual guides are collaborating with us. They're collaborating with us by uh, giving us the key of the new beginning and how we are purif how can we purify the emotions. And we're transcending everything through the wisdom of the presence of the now and unconditional love. <laughs> and this is the energy of uh, this uh, Friday. On so that April 23rd, correct? Yeah, yes. yeah. Wow. The highlighted one is with the day we are today. Okay. <laughs> wow, we made it. <laughs> what does what does it say above? Thank you. That's in Lakesh in Mayan means uh, my it's like Namaste, my higher self salutes your higher self. I am another you. I am another you. That's what it means. <laughs> Fractals, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Miriam. That with so much information. And at the end, when you are going through the wave of where we are right now and, and what is what the energies are coming up for April 23rd, I was actually following. And I was like, oh, I know what this, I know, I know what's going on. And I was like, oh, that's very yeah. nice. That's, yeah. I got to tell you that these archetypes are very powerful just to look at them. You don't even need to, to uh, understand with the left side of the brain. Just look at one of them and information starts downloading <laughs> that happens totally year and year. But that's the thing about sacred geometry right is is it's transmitting information through image rather than through language really and the mayan archetypes and the archetypal symbols are very you know they're sacred geometry they transmit information through their symbology itself Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we have all these keys of archetypes to play with. We should have a lot of fun with it. But we, 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 I don't know, we allow ourselves into dramas that every time I feel farther from the dramas and when I see them, I don't want to, I don't want to be there. So <laughs> I think we're, we should have fun with the process now. Like, Many people have been saying light already won, and it did. It's just the process playing out towards the new cycle. The the other half of the Hunabku or yin and yang, that's where we are now. So it's, <laughs> it's the process. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Miriam, for sharing all your amazing wisdom on the Mayan Tolkien. What is the best way to connect with you and to keep up to date with all of your offerings? 
Oh, up to that. I'm finally, I'm finally putting my website there. So there is a page <laughs> with the contact and uh, through my, my YouTube channel, it's a good one. So to connect with Miriam, you can do so at her website, which is miriamcunha.com. And if you're listening, that would be M-I-R-I-A-M-C-U-N-H-A.com. And your YouTube so people can find out more about the things that you share. You talk about Mayan astrology. I know that. You talk about consciousness. You talk about transformation. We did an episode on intuitive awakening. And you can find Miriam's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C for channel slash, again, Miriam Cunha. And Miriam's website and YouTube links will be in the show notes. So if you want to find those, there'll be links there. And you have a free gift that you are offering at the moment. Do you want to talk a little bit about that free well, gift? Well, if you go to, to my website, you will see a, a link there to subscribe to the newsletter. And if you subscribe, you will get a mini Mayan chart reading on a PDF, like find out what your symbol is, what you came to do here. It's I'm not totally going to be doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to know what my Mayan chart reading says. I know at some point you and I are going to sit down and do like, you know, well, a, a little bit longer one. Yeah. yeah. But I to I'm totally going to see that. I'm, I'm absolutely signing up. So, yeah. again, you can find that on Miriam's website, which is miriamcunha.com. And you just have to click uh, where it says click here to subscribe. And it says that you will receive a mini Mayan chart reading. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so this, there are, like we talked, there are so many layers to this. But you will get the first layer. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. And then you can just go farther from there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I still I'm still oh diving into it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much, Miriam, for joining us today and sharing so much wisdom on the Mayan Tolkien. Is there anything you wanted to say before we depart? I want to say thank you too, because gratitude is an amazing energy, and I'm really in gratitude for all you do and for having me here, and for all of you who took time to listen to it too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miriam. And before we go, I would like to share that this episode of Metaphysical Musings is brought to you by Metaphysical School, where we offer everything awakened souls need to ignite their enlightenment journey, including courses, clarity, confidence, and connection. Our video education and community platform includes over 50 video courses and master classes to choose from that you can watch anytime, anywhere. And we continuously add more video courses and master classes. So right now we have 50, but we're going to have more. You can discover your soul path as a healer, seeker, mystic, or seer, and find out where you're currently at on that path and what you need to get to the next step with ease. You can build trust in your intuition with our weekly intuitive activities designed to gain intuitive wisdom through experience. And you can get all the support you need with our growing community of awakened, metaphysically minded souls. If you're an awakened soul who feels afraid, alone, overwhelmed, or lost, 
we can help you to enlighten into being wise, connected, centered, and aligned on the next steps on your soul path. I invite you to visit our website to learn more about the many benefits of enrolling in our school membership, where you can ignite your enlightenment journey with us at metaphysical.school. And while you're there, I invite you to take our What Metaphysical Archetype Are You quiz to discover if you're the healer with a passion for caring for others, the seeker with a thirst for finding truth and wisdom, the mystic who revels in their intuitive abilities, or the seer skilled in divination and astrology. Knowing your metaphysical archetype is the first step in understanding your soul path, helping you to progress on your enlightenment journey. Just click on the Take the Quiz button on our website at metaphysical.school. And with that, I would like to conclude this episode of Metaphysical Musings by giving gratitude. Like Miriam said, it is a powerful emotion and it's a powerful renewing energy. So thank you so much to Miriam Cunha, Metaphysical School teacher and creator of Trans Vibrating, for joining us today and sharing some of her amazing wisdom on the Mayan Tolkien and how with it, we can access more of our multidimensional selves. Again, if you want to connect with Miriam, you can do so on her website at miriamcunha.com. And for the spelling of that, you can look at the show notes. It's going to be included as a link. Again, to watch more of her YouTube show, you can find it at youtube.com slash C slash Miriam Cunha. And lastly, to receive your free mini Mayan reading from Miriam, you can click on the click here to subscribe to her newsletter and she will send you a free mini Mayan chart reading. And with that, I would like to also thank you for joining in watching us or listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to sharing more metaphysical musings with you in upcoming episodes. Bye for now.